Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We're on episode number 60. And before we start, I just want to do a huge shout out and a massive thank you to our main sponsor, Huff and Puff Pork Crackle, who are just helping support this podcast to help it grow, but also help you guys stay connected with what's going on in the industry. In today's episode, I'm joined by Heloise Finch, who is an expert when it comes to all things Amazon. Heloise works with brands in the UK and Europe to drive sales via one of the best e-commerce stores in the world. I wanted her to come on the show because I honestly believe Amazon will become one of the biggest retail players in Australia. At the moment, they're just slipping under the radar with a lot of brands and businesses at the moment, but in hopefully months or years to come, there will be a big player to be recognized. In this episode, hear how you can dominate this space and what to prepare for to become an Amazon seller. So many knowledge bombs and so much insights from Heloise. It's just, I, I really got a lot from it. And for you, I just want you to sit back, relax and enjoy and reach out at the end of the show because I'm also on Amazon at the moment and would love to provide support for you guys as well. So speak soon. Bye-bye. Huff and Puff Pork Crackle is Australian owned and made right here from 100% real Australian pork. Hand fried and available in a range of flavours, the tasty crunch is hard to resist. Absolute pleasure to have you on board, Heloise Finch. Fantastic for you to join the Retail Ready podcast. How are you? This well, it's a it's a lovely morning in your neck of the woods, I believe. How are in, you doing? In the United Kingdom, it's a lovely, lovely sunny morning, and um, I am doing great. Thank you. I live in a rural area, Absolute and pleasure. it's it's lovely to see nature around me. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, well, the sun is setting here in Melbourne, um, so I appreciate you getting up early to do this podcast. And for everyone listening, I'm, I'm really excited by this episode uh, for two things. We've got someone who knows the ins and outs of Amazon, and I'm sure you're going to go into a lot more detail about it, but also a huge passion of mine is Amazon. Like, I just love what uh, it represents and how it's just gone from a selling a couple of books uh, from his house in the US to what it is now. So before I crack on and chat too much, Heloise, could you give a brief overview of who you are and what you do as a day job? Sure. So my name's Eloise Finch. I am CEO of Sell Beyond. We're a multilingual marketing agency that focuses on growing brands on Amazon in English and European languages like French, German, Spanish, Italian and Dutch. So I help brands that are already selling into supermarkets or already selling on their own e-commerce platform use Amazon as a sales channel and make Amazon work for their business. That's incredible. Oh, well, it's, it's incredible that you just don't do it in English. <laughs> you just uh, you play over several languages. So hey. that's, that's an incredible feat as it is. Uh, Europe I, is I a wanna, small place, I, right? So <laughs> you need lots of languages well, it, to work out there. It's, it's funny you should say that. Literally, when I, when I used to live in the UK, I can't believe that I didn't take full advantage of how small Europe is, as to how many destinations you can go to in the space of a couple of hours. Whereas you come to Australia and you've got to travel hours before you get anywhere. So I, I think you're in a great market. But 
how did you get into how did you get into what you were doing now um how did you become ceo of your own company that works solely on amazon sure well i guess um the, the way to explain it is that Cell Beyond is, combines three different disciplines. We're experts on Amazon. We really understand digital marketing, reporting and business analysis. And we also work in multiple languages. And that comes from my background. So uh, back in the day, I did a PhD in the USA. So I know a lot about data analysis. And then I went to work in financial consulting and business growth, and I ended up specializing in marketing startups. So I know a lot about marketing and I know a lot about how businesses work, but I've always had a passion for languages. I started my career um, by doing a degree in French. So um, combining data analysis, uh, business and finance with marketing and language, that's, that's how Cell Beyond's got to where it is today. Wow, that is fantastic. Well, I, I tried to do a language at high school and lasted two lessons. And they said, Ben, if you carry on, you're not going to qualify uh, or get a certificate in this. So you should choose something else before it's too late. <laughs> so I don't fantastic that. that you can. Uh... <laughs> all humans, oh, my God. Uh, right. As an anthropologist, I'd say all humans have a capacity for learning languages. We all we can all learn anything if we put our mind to it. And we can all learn how to use yeah. digital marketing and work out how to sell things on Amazon. It just requires a bit of discipline and time taken to do it well. It's it's true. I struggle with English uh, for most of the time, but ho- hopefully I, I'm I'm in the right industry because I, I love what I do. So that's probably it makes it a lot easier. So what I want to ask is you, you've you've done all this background, which is fantastic. You've got all these different variables that have come together and work absolutely fantastically for what you do now. But why Amazon? Why did you why did you step into the world of Amazon? Well, I mean, you know, I'm uh, I'm somebody that grew up with Amazon and I think I started buying stuff as soon as it came to the UK in the late 90s. And actually, when I was in um, in the States doing my PhD, I set up mm. a small Amazon business selling secondhand academic textbooks. So all my friends at graduate school, we would read these really obscure monographs and books that no one else could get hold of easily. And then when we'd finished, I sold my friend's books on Amazon and took a cut. Oh, of wow. So... I had had that experience of a real small Amazon business going down to the post office with, um, you know, my envelopes, my jiffy bags and sending things out and figuring out profit and cost and and shipping and all of that stuff. And then um, later on, when I had a kid, uh, my husband's French and I said to my husband, hey, you just because you're looking after the kid, there must be more that you can do. You must be more productive. And um, <laughs> I found him, uh, I found in translation work, translating um, listings, so Amazon products from English into French. And um, and I saw that there was an opportunity there because Amazon is technical and um, French is not something that everyone can speak. And I fundamentally grew a business around that idea um and ended up quitting my job in financial consulting to um to grow the business full time oh wow that's fantastic well i just i just love hearing people's stories of to how they've got to where they are now and where they're going because i came over to australia six years ago and I'm, i'm probably in the same boat as you everything that i wanted i'd go on amazon and before you knew it two days later it arrived whatever you wanted you come over to australia and when i came amazon wasn't even here i, I just that that blew my mind straight away and i was going how, how do people shop and it's like well get in your car and go to the shops or and even online penetration in australia is not kind of where it is in the us the uk or china etc but 
COVID-19 has definitely helped with that and uh, something we can touch on later in this uh, episode. I'd love to. But I, when I saw Amazon coming to Australia, I think I was probably one of the only excited people in Australia. Um, and I think still a lot of Australians still don't have this belief that Amazon will be a, a big deal. Can you go into detail just to how big a deal Amazon is for for the UK and for your European market and maybe touch on some of the brands that you work with and I, I just I'm just really excited to hear from you about the, the the capabilities and kind of the the growth that Amazon has for brands. Sure. Well, there's a reason why Amazon is the biggest company in the world. I think we all have to kind of look at it like that as an opportunity. Why is Amazon the biggest company in the world? Because the customer experience that you have when you're buying stuff on Amazon is second to none. Amazon in the US, Canada, the UK, China, Japan, Singapore, wherever, they're in a bunch of different countries. Why have they nailed it as the go-to online platform? It's so easy. It's so easy to buy. Everything's on there. It's um, easy to store your credit card details. Amazon will give you recommendations. Their algorithms are phenomenal. So once you get into the habit of buying things on Amazon, it's just seamless checkout. And everything is in the right place for you to understand what to buy. It's not like those websites where you go on and there's a really long click-through process and it mm -hmm. takes ages to check out and they want you to put your email in. Oh, no. That's why Amazon has got so big because it's really great to buy on. So anyone yeah. that's selling things on Amazon, once, um, once, once you're on Amazon as a seller, you have access to so many, so many consumers that already love the platform. And in the UK, uh, still... Um, there are brands that I work with that say, well, well we've already got our own e-commerce and we're already selling into stores. Why would we want to invest in Amazon? Because we don't want people to go away from our website. Well, the thing is, the customer experience is so great on Amazon that I think that Australia will go the way of every other country. As soon as you have people with accounts on Amazon and people are getting um, Amazon TV and uh, ordering stuff on Amazon, mm -hmm. they want to stay there. They want to stay there because it's simple to click and simple to check out. And that's where you will have a pool of people as Amazon grows that only really want to shop on Amazon. And they don't really want to go anywhere else. They don't want to sign up to your mailing list. They want to get your stuff from Amazon because it's easy and quick. And I think that's, that's why Amazon beats every other website hands down in terms of a shopping experience. Yeah, it's probably it's probably too easy. That's that's my experience. Like, be even before you thought about it, you've it's already in your basket and you've purchased it because it it you can click, you can buy with one click, which <laughs> just blows my mind. Right. So, Amazon, I mean, they 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 pioneered the buy with one click button. They have a big yellow button on the page. You buy it. You don't have to do any of the other things that lots of other websites will do. And once you have your details in there, they've nailed you. And in the in the US, for example, um, when Amazon TV launched, why did uh, Amazon's running things like Netflix and it has its own TV channels? I don't know if you can access that in Australia at the moment through um, Prime Video. Why yeah, did they do that? Yeah, that came about six months ago. Yeah, right. Six, eight and months ago. and um, when um, Jeff Bezos was asked why did he found. Um, the, the Prime Video part of Amazon, he said, because I want to sell more shoes. Once you access Amazon Prime Video, then you have uh, even more incentive to go back to the platform and buy stuff. And that's why Amazon sticks. They they think of every different way you can buy and you consume it on their platform. That's fantastic. And to touch on, so if I'm if I'm a brand in Australia, um, 
I'm selling a few bits and bobs here. What would what would be your process? What would what from your experience of dealing with brands in the UK and Europe, where where should they start with Amazon? What would you recommend? Well, there are two different ways you can go about it, Ben. So um, there are some brands that just want to dip their toe in and figure out, test the market. And anybody can do that by themselves as a seller. It's pretty easy. And I'm sure you'll agree with me um, if you've played around with it. You put your email in, you can set up registration, you can you could start up pretty quickly as a seller and just piddle around. If you want to compete with other people and grow as a business, then you need to... Um, put some marketing oomph into it like you would on your own website, like you would if you were selling into stores. <laughs> like the better you do anything, the more success you'll get. If you just kind of twiddle and tweak and put a few things on and then expect it to grow, well, shucks. You know what? It probably won't. Um, but it's very easy to get up so that the barrier to entry on Amazon is very low if you're a business because you need a credit card and email and some you know bits and pieces. But to yeah. make it Grow is a sales channel that works effectively for your business. Like any other sales channel, it requires time, effort, and understanding uh, the best practice for that sales channel. Like, I don't know anything about supermarkets. If I wanted to sell into supermarkets, I would go find someone that knew about shelf space because that's something that um, that is a skill in itself. And it's the same with Amazon. You can go and, and look, but um, to do it really well, there, there, are, there are marketing techniques that will work really great on Amazon. So go learn them yeah. or go get someone to help uh -huh. you. Fantastic. Well, I can confirm as of today, which is fantastic because this time, this time of the podcast couldn't be any more perfect because I just sent my first uh, shipment to Amazon FBA uh, in Sydney. And I just had a notification two hours before this podcast to say it had arrived. And I'm now an official seller on Amazon. So I remember we were chatting last week about uh, just changing a few bits and bobs. Uh, so I appreciate your your feedback and help on that, uh, Heloise, because I'm now live. So I've now joined the uh, the seller account uh, going FBA, which I can't I can't actually wait to see the growth. Um, I know it's not going to be easy, but it's it's more of a, a learning curve into this platform and speaking to people like yourself um, who have done it year after year and have done my mistakes that I'm going to do and hopefully I can uh, pick your brains even further. Um, so I'm really excited by that. Happy Amazon birthday! I mean, you know. yeah, yeah, it's true. We should should have should have popped some champagne. I think we should we yeah. should have had to, had to had busy busy uh, busy stuff uh, over over the interview, right? Because that's it. That as you will know, and I'm sure any 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 new sales channel you're trying to enter that takes time and dedication to make it happen. So great job. That to, to go from much. sourcing products, figuring out what you want, figuring out what the customer needs, that takes time. And well done. Thank Good you. Job. It's been it's it's been a fantastic learning curve, but it's also been one thing that this project has made me realize is information is so readily available on the internet and LinkedIn and YouTube that I didn't, the only person I've spoke to about Amazon is yourself. And that was two weeks ago where you just gave me those kind of little tweaks where I went, oh yeah, I'm probably too close to the detail that I didn't step up and you just went change this, change that, which I will implement. Um, but everything else is available online. Do you, do you find when you're speaking to brands about Amazon that they're like, oh yeah, I read this and this is what we should be doing? Or do they get a sense because you've done this for so long 
you know what you're doing. Do you know, I think that's a really great question. I would say there's two different types of sellers that, that, that sell things on Amazon in general. There are entrepreneurs that have found a niche product that they think will have success on an online platform like Amazon and they create the product and they source it and they find the packaging and they just build from the ground up a brand and they grow on Amazon. And there are a lot of successful sellers and there are many, many in the States and there are podcasts and there are interviews and there are consulting companies that have come from these entrepreneurs with an awesome idea that decide to dominate Amazon as a sales channel. And I really hope for your perspective, that works out for you. Many of those entrepreneurs don't really grow companies that are bigger than about five people. And there's a whole other opportunity on Amazon for brands that is companies that already exist with sales channels that are already in place and ranges and products that already have a logic to them that can then use Amazon to grow their company. So that's a really different thing because I would say that entrepreneurs such as yourself that have a a really awesome idea for a product that could grow on Amazon, they tend to do a lot of research. They tend to be the ones that have listened to the podcast, that have uh, researched the on all the forums, that have gone through every single article, that have watched the YouTube videos. On the other hand, existing companies that thought Amazon wasn't important tend not to do that. They just tend to tweak around and say, oh, there's an admin that has a good idea or a junior marketing manager that has a good idea. And they don't do the research. And in the UK, what if I often see with my clients, for example, I have a, a beauty brand that I work with in the UK, sells in all the major supermarkets and all the major drugstores, let's say. They're not <laughs> doing so well on Amazon. And when we looked at who their competition was, it wasn't the brands that we find in the supermarket. It was brands that had grown on Amazon that were dominating that category on Amazon that were just killing this company out of the water. And they had never heard of them because they weren't, realizing that Amazon has its own rules and that you can get these entrepreneurs who will just really nail the marketing and um, go after the bigger companies and nibble at their heels and cannibalize the sales. So I would say whether you're an existing company that is shipping products that you could sell on Amazon or you're an entrepreneur with a really smart idea, there's an opportunity for you here. That's fantastic. And I just want to touch on something and you mentioned it there about like nobody's building something to be absolutely bigger than the big brands. Would you say it has to come down to having a good page set up, having great reviews, um, great photos? What would you say are the killer kind of um, attributes that are needed to make sure that you grow and also kind of keep growing and kind of get that customer satisfaction uh, against kind of new entrants into that market? Do you know what? That's a really great question, because if you Google selling on Amazon and that there are lots and lots of companies all across the world that can help you do that, a lot of them will start off by talking about hacks and tricks or pages and um, products and, and great USPs. And all of that is important. Do you know what? What I think is, is there a business case for you to sell on Amazon? Can you sell something profitably when you take into account the Amazon fees? and the shipping costs, that's what you have to start with. Like the marketing has to come after the business case. And I say that because I've met companies and I've met entrepreneurs that are selling on Amazon that don't even know their profit margins. And I'm like, how can you run a business like that? That's not a gr- you can't grow like that. If you don't know your profit margins and you only know your sales target, your, your monthly sales, there is no yep. strategy in place and you can't grow. So I would say 
Look at the business case first. Look at the opportunity. Look what other people are selling and then create yourself some goals. And then the marketing and the product pages and the photography and the videos can come afterwards. And they're also yeah. important. But if you're not making cash, who cares, right? Go and do something else with your life. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great comment. And to touch on those fees, because I don't think people actually understand. And I didn't understand the the Amazon fees and the charges. Um and again, I've I've been researching for I'd say just close to a year. Uh, I'd say nine months of that year was literally just researching kind of yeah what did FBA mean what did um, storage fees look like uh, margin so what, rates. So what does FBA mean, Ben? I think maybe let's uh, let the cat out the bag for everybody, right? So FBA is fulfillment by Amazon, and that's something that I wanted with the products. Uh, so the Doggylicious. Uh, dog treats, which I highly recommend everyone go on uh, amazon.com.au and just search doggylicious. You'll see my uh, dog cookies. And But what does it mean, FBA? Was, like, why does that, why do we care? Why do we care? I think from, for me personally, I wanted to do FBA because I wanted to give the customer service and I wanted to let Amazon look after my products because I think they'd do a better job than what I would do. So does that mean... Um, in in a in a in Melbourne, you have all of your doggy delicious cookies. You've got them in boxes. Do you have to ship them in pallets to an Amazon warehouse? Is that how it works? Yeah. So literally on Monday this week. So what we are now, we're on Wednesday uh, in Australia. On Monday, um, I created a shipment plan, and in that shipment plan, because it was my first one, I just wanted to test the waters because I was worried again. And there's there's been worries at every stage. Going, oh, have I done this right? Have I done that right? But that's where your research comes into play. So with the shipment plan, I sent five units of each SKU. So 25 units of, in total, because I've done five SKUs. Um, packed it up in a box, went on the, the, the seller uh, account, so the Amazon seller account, and just said, I'm sending five units of this, five units of this, five units of this, etc. They give you a label, and you then ship that um kind of big box um to the amazon warehouse where they unpack it uh store it away and now if you go on amazon.com.au you'll be able to see my cookies but i won't be packing it off to them amazon would be doing that and that's what fba basically equates to i think that's a great point and one of the reasons why amazon is the biggest company in the world mm. is because they don't just have this platform where you could buy stuff they can also, they're also a massive logistics company. And yeah. uh, I don't know how that's panning out in Australia, but in in the UK, for example, you can buy stuff on Amazon and you can, if, if you're selling stuff on Amazon, Amazon can help <laughs> you ship it to multiple countries. Now there's a price point wow. for that, but it yep. means that you can you can store your stuff in the in the UK, for example, and Amazon can ship it out across Europe to you. You can you can if you want to sell on Amazon.com in the USA, you can ship it to an Amazon warehouse in the USA and then Amazon will ship it. So I guess what we're saying with FBA fulfilled by Amazon, it's an extra thing that's different to an e-commerce website. You have a logistics company that's really linked to the website. So it's not just any old warehousing company, <laughs> and they will make sure they're delivered on time, packaged correctly. And they're not damaged. That's what the guarantee of FBA is. Or is there anything else we should know about? No, that's that's that sounds exactly so. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by the. I think that's a fantastic option. Where if you're in the UK, you can go into European markets, which is great. But I think because Australia's uh, a bit too far away from everywhere, potentially if they go into New Zealand, but 
there's only 6 million over there. So whether they want to uh, put a dent into that marketplace, that potentially might happen. Do you know um, what I would say? I would, I would say with that is don't think you're thinking about it the wrong way around. I know lots of UK sellers that are seeing Australia as a greenfield uh, market opportunity. So for entrepreneurs and for businesses in Australia, they're like, hmm, Amazon, is it really a big deal? I have clients mm. that have been on Amazon Australia as soon as it opened, selling sports equipment. They're just shipping stuff to um, Australia and and you guys are buying it. So if yeah, you're not wow. taking yeah. advantage of your home market, you know your Australian consumers better than anybody else. Why would you let these companies from outside go and dominate on Amazon? Like for my beauty clients, those private label yeah. clients have, have stolen a march. So if you understand that if you're working with Amazon and paying the fees to use their warehousing, your customers are going to have a great experience. Like, don't worry about New Zealand already. You should worry about all the other guys all over the world that know all about Amazon. See, Amazon Australia is an English speaking country and an opportunity that the Australians aren't um, taking advantage of. Yeah, because it is so easy literally just to send that. Because knowing firsthand how easy it is just to send a box, all you've got to do is send a box that just has to travel a bit further. So that's that's really eye-opening that the brands that you mentioned, such as, yeah, the lipstick, uh, the beauty brands, are dominating because they're in there straight away and building that um, repertoire and kind of customer service. Uh, and really key, interesting. Absolutely. And the key thing with Amazon as well for sellers is that, you know how when you're, um, most people know here that Google has a ranking, right? If you type in mm -hmm. anything in Google, some things are going to come up higher than others. And there are lots of fancy reasons for it. On Amazon, it's the same. If And I haven't searched. Um, if you saw, if you search for doggy cookie, uh, hopefully <laughs> yours is going to come up pretty quickly, but probably you're going to need a bunch of sales. Um, as soon as there are any competitors in the marketplace, you need to be ranking on Amazon. And that means that you need to have people that clicked on your product page and then bought. Now, the problem is yep. the longer you leave it, and I don't want to create panic here, but I have clients that have been selling on Amazon Australia since last year. The longer you leave it, all of the competitors that have come in from outside Australia or, um, or have just got in there early will have had longer to rank their products as considered relevant by Amazon, that people clicked on them and bought them. So that's why you want to get in early and build up your organic ranking, just like with Google. You, you know, you want to rise to the top. You can do it with ads. You can do it with SEO on Amazon. You can do it with ads. You can do it with sales. Get in there because other people are already seeing your country as, as a free market. That's fantastic. That's great insights for myself and also brands who are listening to this going, oh, shit, I better do something. So then to assist them a little bit more. To get this ranking, uh, which from from yeah, the numerous podcasts that I've listened to, it's, it's a, a big topic uh, for a lot of sellers. So I can see why that's a key importance. Does that come back to just people clicking? Does that come back to reviews? Does it come back to uh, positive feedback over negative feedback? What's your uh, views on that and kind of experience? So fundamentally, um, ranking on Amazon is that you are selling a product that people want to buy. So there's got yeah, to okay. be a USP, like what is your unique proposition? Why should people care about your product? Now, I know you and I had talked to different conversations about how awesome Doggy Delicious is as a doggy cookie brand. You've really thought about dog owners and what they want in your target market and your target dogs and all of that good stuff. If you're selling anything ever, you need to know what that is. And on Amazon, mm. especially as more and more sellers come online, you need to figure out 
what is it that you can sell on Amazon that makes sense that no one else is doing in quite the same way? Like a classic example, and if you listen to any podcasts, especially from US sellers, is the garlic press. You know, those little tools that you put a clove of garlic in and you skip yeah. and the mush comes out. Yeah. Right. So in the US a couple of years ago, I'm not sure how the garlic press market is on Amazon Australia. In the US a couple of years ago, many, many sellers saw this as a really great way to sell stuff on Amazon because it's a fairly easy product to source in China, get manufactured, box up, um, you know, put colors in it and put fancy mm-hmm. handles, add recipes and sell it. Well, now if you search for garlic press on Amazon.com, there is probably 50,000 different sellers <laughs> with that garlic <laughs> press. So you, it's now that market is saturated. There is nothing unique about selling a garlic press on Amazon. Just don't do it already. Go find something that's unique. And I would say that's the starter for 10 about ranking. You're selling a unique product. Yeah. You know who is going to buy it and what the um, what the clients, what the, what your customers want, and then you build up a marketing uh, and a sales plan around it to get more sales. And just like with any other channel, if you're selling in supermarkets, you probably want I don't know end of shelf space or extra promotions mm-hmm. or like buy one get one free offers. All of that comes later. You need to have something yeah. that the customers want. But yeah, ranking is fundamentally, did people like it? And why will people like it? Because the price is right. It has a USP. It looks nice and people understand what it is. Like marketing 101. Absolutely amazing. Well, for 101, to the, which is a beautiful segue, for every brand, because I know there's a lot of brands here that, and the, the whole point of this podcast to, to kick this podcast off was to connect kind of the food and beverage in the retail uh, space in Australia, because everyone's going through the same stuff. And what's great about this industry is everyone wants everyone else to grow. Uh, it's not kind of uh, everyone is trying to climb up to the top. Um, everyone wants to kind of achieve that little bit themselves with everyone else. What would you say then for the brands that are listening what would you say are the starting points? What what should they listen to this podcast and then finish this podcast? What should they go and do now after that? Um, spend apart from, apart from apart from actually research you and uh, come and ask for oh, your well, assistance. Yeah. I'd, highly, <laughs> I'd, I'd highly recommend. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I I would say the first thing is just take some time out, twenty minutes. Where do you want your business to go? Where are the best opportunities for your stuff? And where is some opportunities that you're not taking account of? Is Amazon one of them? Are you selling a product that can be shipped fairly uh, inexpensively and um, across Australia? And is there an opportunity to grow online? Don't think your website is the only solution. That is one sales channel. But I promise you, just like in every other country where Amazon has um, Mm -hmm. set up, People want to buy on Amazon and it becomes a sales channel in its own right. So once you've had a think of, have you got uh, an opportunity on Amazon um, for your type of um, product? Then mm-hmm. you need to go figure out what the profit point would be, um, how much you think you could sell it for, how much it would cost to ship, and who else is already on there? Now, there are ways and means of figuring out how much other people are making on Amazon. And um, if you want to scale yourselves, go go. You know, go on Amazon.com and go on Amazon.co.uk and look at those products that you're selling Mm. on those marketplaces and see how many other people are on there, because that will give you a sense of how Amazon is likely to grow in Australia as well. You just need to make those calculated business decisions before we worry about the marketing, but the marketing comes second. 
And to touch on kind of the marketing and the research behind it, because I know I was researching a lot of different platforms just to kind of see the keyword ranking. So as you're using merchant words, um, at one stage I was on Egro at one stage, I was on Jungle Scout um, at one stage. Do you feel that they are still relevant um, to do some research? Or do you think now that because everyone goes on their it's it's just a load of gobbledygook now what what's your views on them i'm always i was always intrigued that's that's a great question so i think what you're talking about is that a bit like um a bit like google we have search engine optimization for amazon and mm-hmm. there are lots of companies that um, have built software products to help us do that search engine optimization and that means that you're finding quote unquote keywords that people will be searching for that will help you sell more now for me, um, the human brain can never be bettered. You know about your product. You know, you're selling yeah. garlic presses. Fundamentally, people are going to search for garlic press. Maybe kitchen tools, but no, they want a garlic press. They're going to search for garlic press. Like, why reinvent the wheel? I have used, um, you know, I've used a great number of these software tools, and people kind of panic about them. Um, there's Helium 10 has other sort of sonar in Celix is another, another ones. There are lots of ones there. If you know what you're selling and you really understand why people will buy it, use your brain already and just kind of figure out the words that people are likely to search into Amazon. And a key point there, and I'll give you an example is that Amazon ends up being a really important search engine and people search to buy. So for example, with some of my beauty clients, let's say they're selling a vitamin C serum. It's some kind of thing you put on your face with vitamin C in it, right? You're not going to start searching for uh, vitamin C <laughs> or hyaluronic acid. You're going to search yeah. for vitamin C serum because you already know what you want. You're probably going to put the brand term in. And I think that um, some of these software packages, although they're great, they really complicate an issue, which is what do you think people are going to search for when they look for your, for your product? Like I have, um, I have worked with a, a company that sells, um, actually a lot of companies that I work with that have kind of over panicked on the keyword search and they put really crazy things like think the top two or three things that people are going to search for and just <laughs> yeah. leave it at that. Like as long as you explain why they should buy it, don't, don't don't spend too much money on those. Mm. You're laughing like you've you. I've why why, why why didn't I speak to you six months ago? <laughs> <laughs> I, I only say that because I remember looking like I was on YouTube and it, it was a big topic. I was like, fuck, like you need to get your keywords right. This guy on YouTube was like, get your keywords right, keep getting. And I was like, fuck, like <laughs> what, what other words can I say for dog treats? Like, oh, I was like, um, dog treats. Doggy treats, doggy treaty treats. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. That, but it, it, make, it makes you double guess. So I wish I would have said it to you because that would have saved me about 16 hours of YouTube videos, podcasts, and uh, Googling. <laughs> and I would, I would definitely encourage um, people that are thinking of setting up on Amazon Australia, like use Amazon.com or amazon.co.uk as a benchmark. Okay, like you're going to start selling, I don't know, like if we're thinking of the food and drink, like wellness drink, like maybe you have some Mm. great ginger drink that you're already marketing in in Amazon and you want to sell it. Okay, go try and search for that same type of thing on amazon.com and you will see loads of different types of listings. You will see listings that are like ginger zinging wellness drink for Mm. keto diets. Um, help lose weight or probably not lose weight but you know help grow your energy yeah. and and then you will see some that just have ginger drink <laughs> and there has to be a happy medium before key, what they call keyword stuffing 
your listing, which is putting in all the 15,000 combinations of like doggy dog treats and treaty dog dogs and all of that type of thing and making something that's readable that people can understand and click on. And I would definitely encourage people to see how um, companies in your segment do it on Amazon, other Mm. Amazon markets. Like why reinvent the wheel? See how people sell your type of product um, on the first page of Amazon in some other English speaking markets, maybe even Singapore, um, where Amazon has recently opened there as well, like if that's more suitable for Asia Pacific and what you're selling. And yeah, okay. figure out how those guys do it and don't don't worry about it too much. If it's readable, understandable, and you've got the th- top three keywords, like that's already a good place to start. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I just wish I would have spoke to you. I'm, I'm, I'm literally here just shaking my head going, Jesus Christ, Ben, you always overthink things. It's like, it's like a therapy session. I mean, it really- <laughs> And it really depends what you're selling, right? So in one, uh, I'll give Mm. you a specific example. I have a client that sells, in fact, a wellness drink that fundamentally helps people recover from hangovers, okay? And it has key ingredients, (laughs) ginger, lime, orange. So Amazon, depending on on what category you're selling, they're not going to let you put hangover or hangover recovery in your listing, like because that ends up being a medical claim. So I'm sure you'll know yeah, okay. there's a lot of things like that where you have to be really careful about um, whether what you're claiming and whether it's claiming health benefits. So for that particular company, we did have to be a bit careful with keywords because we want to say things like energizing and energy. And do really people do people really search for energizing drinks? Like that's something you're going to yeah. figure out. But we couldn't say the key thing, which is hangover recover. And we had to kind of walk around it a bit. So depending on what you're selling, you might have to be creative because you Amazon are really, really strict and they'll take down your listings if you're making medical claims, um, which can't be substantiated. So that is something, especially in the fruit and drink category, um, to consider um, around the keywords. But yeah, don't overthink yeah. it. No, that's good. Uh, it's good. It's good to know. And it's to touch it because there was a lot there was a lot of there's a lot of aspects and probably people listening to this podcast will probably go oh shit there's a lot of think to think about but they make it pretty simple once you've registered and logged in and and you've got the platform in front of you it's it's like a blank canvas that you just need to fill in and one thing that i wanted to make sure that i had right was great photography um would you agree that and it's true that the the quote uh, a picture tells a thousand words paints a thousand words it's it is a key so i got mine done professionally which i'm so glad i did um didn't cost much is that something that you notice um from a good um listing to a bad listing yeah so once you've got you once you've figured out the business case and the profitability um uh, i'd say you'll start you're like the top 5 things that you need to have is a good price and a competitive price. And I don't know about, um, I haven't kind of um, double-checked the Australian exchange right, right. Let me just have a look, like 100. It's like yeah, it's yeah. Like literally 50, 50p to $1 over here. Yeah. Right, so I would say that your price point, I've just looked in Australian dollars, like anything over 250 bucks is <laughs> probably going to be too expensive for someone to make an basically an impulse purchase on Amazon. So once yeah, you've okay. figured out that you've got something that people can just click and buy without overthinking, let's say like around 250 bucks, then your next things is the photography. Because like you say, it's got to look good. People are going to look at the price. They're going to look at the photography. They're going to look at what's in your title. And because when you search for like doggy biscuits on Amazon Australia, there's going to be five or six that come up. And your yep. picture, your price, and your title are going to be the top three to get people to actually land on your product page and then buy. So photography, phenomenally important. Once you've got the business case and you know the price, 
just spend like I don't know how much it costs you, but I would guess in the UK like a good job might be four hundred bucks or something. Just spend the money already because it's yeah. absolutely critical to show authenticity, to show trust um, on a really crowded platform. Like lots of people are selling on Amazon, so make it good already. That's fantastic. Well, I can confirm, yeah, it was literally $400, so £200. So I got a bargain and a great job. So if anyone is listening and wants a good photographer, so photographer, let me know because, yeah, it's... Um, and he knew what was needed as well because he'd done past work with Amazon um, buyers as well, which is great because he, he went, do you want the crisp white background? And I was like, 100% uh, because... You read so many scary stories. Oh, I had my listing on and they, they took it down because my picture wasn't in the right format. So it's, it's good to do your homework. It's good to get professional help. And most importantly, I should have spoke to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, do you know what? I would like to shout out. I had a great conversation. Maybe you should get them on the podcast another time um, with a company called Straight Up Growth. It's based in Los Angeles and they do a lot of Amazon ads, right? And I had an awesome conversation with the founder, Evan Kesner, um, earlier in this week. And we're both of the same opinion. You know, to do a really good job on Amazon, you don't need to watch 16 hours of YouTube videos. You just mm. need to concentrate and do what you can well. There are probably shortcuts you can take, but really, you just want to do a consistent marketing job, a consistent business job, and take it seriously as a business line for your for your company. So rather than worry over worrying too much, like what's the best you can do? Maybe get some outside help. But yeah, don't. There are lots of people who are um, who are offering hacks and tips and shortcuts yeah. and overcomplicating it with keywords and stuff fundamentally human beings are buying from you so make it understandable to human beings and i think that is a beautiful segue just to go how do people get in contact with yourself heloise and if they want to reach out i know i reached out via linkedin which i still believe is one of the best platforms to connect with individuals and learn um it, it, you've taught me a lot where can people go to find more about what you do and also check out some of your awesome webinars that you've been doing. So <laughs> yeah, please tell people where you can get them because no. I learned, I learned more in the hour with you and uh, was it Nathan, Nathan Lomax? That's right. Um, the kind of no book or kind of YouTube would have told me uh, in 16 hours kind of thing. So it was, it was great just to get that knowledge nuggets. Well, thank you for the warm endorsement, Ben. So my name is H E L O I S E Finch. I'm on LinkedIn. My company is Sell Beyond, S-E-L-L-B-E-Y-O-N-D. So Sell Beyond website. We've got Sell Beyond YouTube channel. Um, find me on LinkedIn. Hit me up on Facebook on my personal page or my business page. I'm always around um, and I'll have a chat with anyone about Amazon. Like I, I'm always happy to people who are just starting out, want a bit of advice. I can send you in the right direction. And if I can't answer your question, I'll find someone who can. Like no problem at all and really happy to share the knowledge and, and go for it. There's an opportunity, guys. Take the most of it. Huge opportunity. And I just want to say, yeah, thank you for your assistance. And uh, I'm definitely going to be staying in touch because, yeah, well, I'm I'm 100% set in growing this platform um, as well as the podcast, but more on the Amazon front and uh, grow that just to see, yeah, kind of where it can go and uh, try and introduce as many new lines as possible uh, in the right way. So yeah, thank you for your support, Eloise. And uh, it, it's been great just getting to know you and I can't wait to get to know you even more. Awesome, Ben. Thanks so much for inviting me on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you.